Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. I want to give you two verses to kind of frame up our conversation today, and then we're going to kind of unpack a couple of thoughts. Isaiah 7, 14. Isaiah 7, 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. And behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The, the next verse, Micah chapter 5, verse uh, 2 says this, But you, O Bethlehem of Erapha, you, if you can do better, um, <laughs> who are you too little to be among the clans of Judah? From you shall come forth for me, one who has a who's to be a ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from the old, from the ancient of days. I, I want to kind of set this context up because I think that because uh, you may be new to church or you may have grown up in church, but um, I realize that we are kind of in a post-Christian uh, society, and that not that didn't always used to be our society, but yet here's here's where we're at. And, and I want to talk a little bit because I want to make sure that the believers and, 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 and are, are the ones not um, uh, being overrun by all the suggestions of culture. I, we're not enemies of culture. We love pop culture. We love creativity. We love all of that. Does that make sense? But we want to make sure that we're not swept up and the things that are important now become covered by the things that, that uh, seem uh, relevant. Because the fact of the matter is, Jesus is relevant in all areas, in all ages, in all stages. Come on, does that make sense? Jesus was, re- is, he's got to be relevant to our kids. He's got to be relevant to our teenagers. He's got to be relevant in, in all of our seasons of life. And so if we're not careful, we will pick and choose when Christ is relevant. But he is a changer, a world changer, and that's what he does in our lives. And so we've got to make sure that we keep that and understand that. So the other day I was driving with my daughter, and we were, we were in the car, and we were kind of having a throwback Thursday on Saturday. And um, and we started talking. We just started reminiscing. And I was like, hey, so what do you remember from Hot Springs? What do you remember from when, when we started talking? And then like 45 minutes later, I'm like, I have glasses on. And I've got kind of you know, got the like dad tears, you know what I mean? The one tear. Uh, and, and, I, I, and I'm glad that she didn't see it. But she started talking about all of these events that we had had. And, you know, I walked away from that conversation going, man, we've enjoyed a lot of life. Like, there are some good moments. Anybody had good moments? Come on. Come on. Anyway, I mean, I know that sometimes we may, not, we may be under it a little bit right now, or there may be some problems. There may be some things that we're dealing with, real major things. Maybe this is the first Christmas that um, you're navigating without a loved one. I know for Katie and I, uh, that's a real issue for, for, for my family because, you know, a couple months ago my mom passed away, and so this is our first Christmas. And so for, but this, while some people are winning, there are some people who are not. And, and, and I think that holidays and, and perpetuate that a little bit. And so we want to definitely uh, be mindful of people who are going through uh, loneliness during, during the holidays. But, but here's the thing that I, I want. We, we've had a lot of good wins. Hey, when you look over your life, do you have moments that you're like, wow, I, that was a good moment? Or, or, man, that was a good birthday. Or, man, I'm glad when my family left. Or, man, what, what a moment. So I don't know what your moment was. But there are moments that we all have. 
And, um, and I think that what I walked away from that conversation thinking is that we all have great moments in our life. And what's crazy to think is those big moments sometimes are minimized by what's next. You know, I remember, I didn't think I was going to make it. I remember being in eighth grade, and I got my progress report, and I had to take it to my parents, and I did not think that I was going to make it. I did not, was not going to make it through that progress report because it was, I mean, I was going to die. You know what I'm saying? They, she was going to kill me, mama. And so I just knew that was over, the end of Stephen Sexton. And yet here I am. And th- that was a big moment for me. I remember my first job. I was 16. My mom was like, you need to get a job. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. She was out of town at some a dental convention, and, and the, the, I, I read, I don't know what I read, because the internet wasn't there. I read something, and it was like this sales position was open, and I could sell knives. And so uh, I, I, you had to have, like, uh, uh, you know, dress shirt. Dress, I'm 16 years old. I don't have any of this stuff. I go buy it, and, um, and I tell her as I'm on the way, and uh, she's like, you don't need to do that. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be awesome. Like, I'd already gone through, like, the pre-interview, and they tell you how much money you can make, like, in the first 15 minutes, and so they hook you, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, I'm just going to be awesome. I'm selling knives. Now, what I didn't understand at that point is that I actually had to buy the knife set in order to sell it. And so the knife set, you know what I'm saying? The knife set was, like, $900. And, and, and so I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. It's going to be awesome. I'll make a million dollars. And, uh, and, I, and she was like, you're not going to sell knives. And I was like, eh. <laughs> I'm grown. <laughs> and she was like, number one, you don't have $900. Number two, you don't know anybody who has $900. <laughs> and so who are you going to sell that to? And I'm like, I'm just going to just let me sell. And so she's like, no, I forbid it. <laughs> and I just, I went back into my room that night. Come on. And I thought, I'm moving out. <laughs> you can't hold me. How dare you stifle my, my, my ingenuity, my, you know what I'm saying, how dare you, and I, I just knew that was going to be the end of it. How many of y'all ever have moments where you thought, this, I'm done, I'm, this is it, this is, I'm, I'm, and then you live through it, you know what I'm saying, and, and like you're here now, and you know, it's crazy, from 16 to 17, I think I had six car wrecks, uh, I made it through it, um, and here's the thing that, that the point that I'm leading to is that I think if we're not careful, we will fix our eyes on a lot of other things. And, and, and for, for this significant moment, it had been prophesied and talked about for years. You're talking the whole Bible, the whole Bible. You know, let me see my Bible. The whole, this whole Bible is, about, is not just moral training. It's about Jesus from start to finish. It's all about Jesus. And so from the Old Testament to the New, here's the thing. It was this idea that God wants to have a relationship with us. And all God wanted was this family. And it started back with Adam and Eve. uh, And God produced this family. And the family, you know, fell fell and sinned. And and what they did is they, they chose their way over God's way. Okay, does that make sense? And so from that moment to this moment, there's been this redemptive plan that God has wanted to restore you to Him. Now, as we look at this, these verses that we read, 700 years before the birth of Jesus, and I I think that if we're not careful, we will have no anticipation for the season, and we'll just want to get through it. 
We're just going to get through If I can just get through it. Come on. Like, who in the world thought that Thanksgiving and Christmas together was a good idea? You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. He didn't know that 2019 was coming and there was people with real anxiety. And we need like two months in between that with nobody to call. I don't want him to clean my house. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to send out Christmas cards. Are you for real? You know what I'm saying? Half of the people on my list, I don't, never mind. But, But I'm just saying that. And, and we get so wrapped up in it that there is no anticip- anticipation. I remember being young, and, and, and now I torture my kids the way I was tortured. Um, and so, you know, you know, the torture is wrap the presents and put them under the tree and then tell your kids, wait. <laughs> I remember the, the, the presents being under the tree, and then every day somehow the conversation would get to, I have an idea. How about we open one? And now my kids are like, you know, Dad, I have a great idea. You want to do something? Yeah. Why don't we take that present and open it? <gasps> no. <laughs> and, and maybe you're like, the, the, I mean, let's just be honest. Maybe you're the sick parent that lets them open one present before Christmas, and we know it's pajamas. <laughs> Come on. That's great when they're like one to six, one to seven. But I remember being like 16 and you want to open your print? I know what it is. It's cool. I'll wait. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, am I opening the Xbox now? Because if so, cool. You know what I mean? But here's the thing is that what happens is we lose our expectation and our excitement. And so we just make it through Christmas instead of making sure that, that Christmas is working through us. Is working through us. Today my assignment is a message from heaven. When, when I was, uh, we lived in the Hot Springs. I was a camp director there. And, and I remember uh, we, would, we would do this cabin cleanup. And so basically it was guys versus girls. And you, everybody came into this pavilion. It was like this, this um, big gym. It was an open air pavilion. And so w- when I got ready to give the results, you could have heard it. I mean, all the kids, all the staff, all the people. You're talking about like over 250 people. And when we talk, gave the awards, like who was going to win, everybody was just so, the anticipation was so high. And when I said, boys won or girls won, I'm talking about an eruption. <laughs> I mean, it was just like super intense. I remember when uh, Katie and I had our first child and we didn't know what, what the sex was going to be, and so we decided to do that on purpose, and uh, uh, and it was crazy. Um, uh, but I remember uh, the, our first baby being born, and I'm like, I have this anticipation and excitement, and so I'm like, I'm conflicted. I'm going to be honest. I'm conflicted because I'm I'm looking here, and I'm are you okay? And I'm like both places, and I'm like because I'm really excited about what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, but I know that I need to be excited about how she is, and so now I'm like two places, and I'm like ah, this is really hard. And they're they're like it's a boy, and I'm like yeah. I mean I'm like yeah. I'm chest bumping people. I'm excited. And, uh, I mean, if it was a girl, don't go. Some of you are like, well, what if it was a girl? Well, we had those two, and so we're good. Um, uh, uh, for the past couple months, we've been talking about the anticipation of moving to a new location and the excitement of that. And, um, and, and here's the thing is if Christians aren't excited about the thought of what Christmas is, and we just can't wait to get. See, you can know it's about Jesus, but have it all be fleshly. 
You can know it's about Jesus, but yet we're all stressed, we're all mad, we're arguing. Come on, you might, maybe you grew up in a, in a family, probably not like mine, but you know what? There was, it was the, um, we all rallied around food. But then we had our normal fight. You know what I'm saying? It was Christmas, the Christmas argument. And then we had the Christmas. Does that make sense? And so what happens is we knew about Jesus. But Jesus never permeated the atmosphere of what we were trying to do. And so it was we were celebrating a figure, not really a savior. And so I think as we move through this, I just want to talk about this. I'm going to give you three points real quick, three truths to unwrap while we're thinking about um, this season. Three truths to unwrap while we're thinking about this season. The first is this. Jesus is the reason for the celebration. I realize it's super simple. You know, I had a man uh, talk to me last week, and he's like, man, I really like your sermons. Uh, they're simple. And, uh, and I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> And he was like, no, 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 seriously. I was like, I understand what you're saying. And it's, but, you know, simple's hard. Do y'all know that simple's hard? Like, spend less than you make. <laughs> duh. That's so stupid. Duh. Read the Dave Ramsey book. Read the whole thing. Spend less than you make. Duh. Come on. Uh, uh, think about this. Um, uh, not saying everything that you think. That's pretty simple, right? It's a simple concept. You'll keep more friendships in your life if you don't say everything that you think. You know, your, your, your marriage will probably be a little happier if you don't say everything that you think, okay? But simple is so hard. Come on, it's just like, I just need to say this, and if I do, and then, and just, meh. It's simple. Jesus is the reason we celebrate, but yet for us, we need to make sure, and I, I kind of want to live in this moment right here. Luke chapter 1, 26 through 33, it says this. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man who was named Joseph from the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled, saying, um, But she was greatly troubled at this saying and concerned of what this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Here's the thing, is I want us to try to take this moment because Jesus is the reason we're making Christmas a huge deal. And can I tell you that if we don't, if we minimize it, if we don't make, we used to play this game when my kids were young and it was called Christmas lights. And because here's the thing, we realized that this is the only holiday people put out lights. Why? Well, it's just a good idea. Well, the, the, the electrical company thought, man, this is how we make more money. Uh, Walmart thought lights outside, dear genius. You know what I'm saying? They probably did. But 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 here's the, but my point is this: is that there's a reason. And so while we are a post-Christian, there are still traditions that communicate Christ. And for us, Jesus, come on, is the light of the world. And so if we, the Bible says in Romans that we are without excuse that you can look at things and find God. 
or you can look over things and be frustrated. Come on, how many of y'all have been stuck in Christmas traffic? Come on. It's very easy to be frustrated where I, I hate every one of you. You know what I'm saying? And so now you've added 45 minutes to my commute, and, and now I'm frustrated. But, but here's the deal. Everybody's going and coming. And so we could turn everything into a lesson, or we can act like our kids are getting it when they're really not getting it. Does that make sense? There's a reason why there's a reef and it's unending. There's a reason why we put evergreens that never that that that, that stay green the whole time. There's a reason why we have an angel and an ark uh, the archangel Gabriel. There's a reason why we do this and if we got to draw some attention to this so that we keep does that make sense? Jesus in the place that he's supposed to be. For us. Think about this. Jesus is the main character. It's his party. It's his party. As a society, we have chosen sometimes to, to celebrate other things and, and, and kind of minimize the son. He is the prophes prophesied Messiah. For years, this is the one. This is the spotless lamb. Now think about this, the spotless lamb. 17 times in Leviticus, it talks about a spotless lamb. That a lamb had to be sacrificed in order, because, in order for there to be redemption for people. And so here's what God does. He sends the Holy Spirit in Gabriel to announce. Why announce? Because a king is always announced. You don't ever have a king where there's not a, an announcement. And so Gabriel comes to announce it. And the Holy Spirit, check this out, we just read it, touches the womb of Mary. Why? Why? Because there was sin in the seed. We are all deal with sin. Well, I don't think I don't really like this church because you you're saying I sin. What is that? Sin is missing the mark. It is it is it is this apparent desire to be selfish and we all deal with three things lust of the flesh lust of the pride lust of the eyes and pride of life those are the three things we all deal with that's why we can't judge anybody because we're all dealing with these three there are arrows that the enemy has that shoots at us and that's what we deal with lust of the eyes we want what we see lust of the flesh i want who i see what's up man? how you doing girl what's up dude hey hey wait. you know what i'm saying uh pride of life nobody can tell me what to do i'm grown we all deal with these three things. That's why it's an issue for the church to find and rate sins. Oh, well, these are the big bad five. And these are the, no, 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 no. All of these start with lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Well, I don't really believe I'm a sinner. Okay, great. Get two kids in the middle, put a toy in the middle, and see if they have a sharing contest. <laughs> no, your turn. No, your turn. No, your turn. You're not. You have to train. Come on, good works. Is that right? You have to train. It's amazing. My, my wife will cook, and my kids will eat. And afterwards, I have this expectation of them saying thank you. And all they want to do is leave and go play video games. And I'm like, hold up, brother. You better come over here and tell your mother thank you and homage and, and, and thank you and thank you. You, you have to train that. Listen, my, my, my mom, I've been married 15 years, and she's done a little training. She's done a little training. I realized it's crazy. We got married. I just left. I just, like, all right, see you later. Left. She's like, you need to say I love you. <laughs> like, why? You don't know that? She's like, no, every time you leave, you need to hug and kiss and say I love you. I'm like, that sounds like a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of responsibility. It's like pressure. You have to be trained in order. Does that make sense? 
And so if we miss this, then we will miss the whole concept that Jesus didn't come through the seed of Adam, but yet the Holy Spirit touched the womb so there was no sin, come on somebody, in Adam, and he was the spotless lamb that could be the sacrifice for our sin. This is important for us. Think of this, the Most High. Can I just tell you, if the Christ's the Christmas spirit. If the, the Christmas movie, and we watch Elf. Just the other day, we watched Christmas with the Cranks. We like Christmas. We're not like Christmas, like people that like, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but if the be- big red guy, the Christmas spirit, joy, peace, goodwill towards men, all of this, you know, Tiny Tim, if all, if all of that is equal to Jesus, then here's what is going to happen, and you may not even know it you will build something that will shift because morality absent of foundation can never hold. See, I won't lie until I need to. But if I'm grounded in Christ, does that make sense? Then I have a reason and I have an anchor because I know that if I build my house on this, then guess what? I'm going to withstand a storm. And so it, while it is cute for us to say, well, oh, I love this time because of peace and joy and whatever, you don't walk into the homes and see all the fights. The truth is, joy can only last so long if it's not connected to a source. Peace can only last, last so long. Come on, is this good? If it's not connected to a source. If we don't connect it to a source, then here's the deal. I'm joyful till you make me mad. And if you make me mad, then I'm fixing to give it to you. Listen, as we are working through this, here's what I want to say. We've got to be careful not to celebrate at the same level empty things and lies. I am not, don't, I'm not against, I'm not against all that, so don't even send me an email. But here's what I'm saying, is that if we celebrate empty promises and we celebrate lies and they're the same as Christ, then here's the deal. Jesus is nothing more than a Marvel figure. Jesus isn't a Power Ranger. Does that make sense? Jesus is, he's not the same. And we've got to make sure that we do a good job communicating the difference, come on somebody, between the Savior of the world that redeems our sin and someone who is a superhero that flies with a cape. We need to differentiate the difference between make-believe, come on somebody, come on, and the reality of eternity. And we are the ones that have to make that differential because the world is not going to do that. Look what Luke writes. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. He will have his throne in David. He will reign over the house of Jacob. Who is Jacob? The 12 tribes. Come on, his kingdom will never have an end. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, a son is given. Then the government will rest on his shoulders and his name will be called, come on, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's who we're celebrating. The second thing that I want to say is this. Normal people can carry a supernatural assignment. Normal people can carry a supernatural assignment. Luke chapter 1, verse 34 through 37. Look at this. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I'm a virgin? I ain't finna talk. I mean, we got a little kid, but something. 
The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and therefore a child will be born, and he will be holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, come on, whoo, somebody, has conceived a son. And this, she's in the sixth month, but she was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing, come on, we are celebrating something that happened years ago. Nothing is impossible with God. This content made it through the depression. This content made it through wars. This content made it, nothing, come on somebody, is impossible for God. It's a reminder to us. This season is a reminder to us. It's a fresh start that everyone, everyone, when there is a moment or a visit or an intentional time with God, that moment can change everything in your life. Many people ask me all the time, why do you go to the same places for, for coffee and for, for, for lunch? And I go to the same places every time. Uh, so I have like five places that I go and I only go there. And people are like, why? And, and, and the reason that I do that, listen, is because there's an assignment on my life. And because we live so mobile, I have to find places that people can know who I am so that I can begin to encourage people. So I go to the same places over and over. And now I walk in. And so, so here's the thing. is that I've been going to this place for a year. And I go. I, I get my coffee this morning. And, and I've been hanging out and joking with this guy for a year. And we've just been playing and talking, whatever. And so today, he's like, hey, man, you going to have your usual? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And I could say something. I'm like, man, you okay? Well, it just came out. So I'm like sitting over there going, all right. And so I just kind of pull over. And we begin to have this dialogue about God, God's plan on his life. And here's the deal. God can use normal people to do a supernatural assignment. You, you have the ability. Listen, but I know what you're asking. I know what you're asking. You're asking the same thing that Mary's asking. How? How? How am I going to do that? How am I going to fulfill that call in my life? How am I going to write that book? How am I going to start that job? How am I going to move? You're not asking anything different, come on somebody, than Mary did. Listen, I'm a, Mary was about 14 to 16. She's a young girl. I get it. And she's probably like, okay, like I'm not as old as some of the people in my town, but I have a basic understanding of biology. And so you're telling me that I'm going to have a baby, but I've not yet known a man. How? And maybe some of you have something burning on the inside of you, and you're just trying to, like, how? How is this going to happen? What's God going to do? How is he going to use me? I want to minister to this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I've got 50,000. And so, and so you've got all of these ideas and all of these things burning in you. And you're just like, how? But here's the thing. Is the angel switch, had to switch her thoughts because how wasn't her issue how wasn't on her come on if we were and, and so what we do is a lot of times in church is we use logic we use logic now listen you got to have logic come on come on does that make sense um this is not a church that we're against logic does that make sense if you spit into the wind it's coming back to you i mean the reality there's there's logic involved in life but we are not limited to logic alone we're not limited to logic alone. And so here is what happened. 
if this would have been us, here's what we would have done. The angel comes and says, behold, Mary, you're going to have the Messiah, Jesus. So if that would have been us at this time, here's what we would have done. We would have, okay, hold on, stop. I appreciate that, angel. Thank you so much. I think probably what we ought to do is we need to kind of get all of the millennials who, um, who have a degree in marketing. Uh, we're going to have a, like, a, like 4,000 of them come, and we're going to do like six months of interviews first because we want to get this thing right from the start, God. We want to get this thing start from the, we want to start it right. And so what we're going to do is we're going to work on our public relations because really you were a little hard in the Old Testament, and so and you've been kind of silent for the last 400 years. So I don't really know if we want to just kind of come out and go, boom, Messiah's here. I think probably what we ought to do is let, let's begin to do some, some miracles. Let's do some meet and greets. How about that? And then, and then let's have everybody know who, like, you, you, this is who you were, but this is who you're evolving to. And so um, I think that that would be the better way to do this. And so the, while we're doing that, at the same time, we could probably put out a poll so that we can do, like, some co consumer behavior. And so figure out, like, is this a good time for the Messiah to come into the world? Because really there's a lot going on with Rome. There's a lot going on. I just really don't feel like this could be the best time. And so if we really, like, why don't you do this why don't you give me like three or four dates shoot them to me and then I'll kind of send it out through like my people and we'll kind of like lock in and then we'll start a marketing campaign because really I think we need the camels that like have drapery over them the Messiah is coming I, I envision children running through the street that's what we would have done but what God did is he touched a teenage girl's womb and we're talking about it today. So maybe all of your limitations aren't the issue. Maybe all of the things that you feel like you can't do are not the issue because God uses, come on somebody, normal people to carry supernatural assignments. The biggest news in the world is given to a little girl. Stop asking how and start believing how is this marriage going to come back together? How are my finances? How am I going to get out of debt? How will this dream, how will this, this teach your kids? You, well, the lights, the reef, the, 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 the angels, the, the cook, well, all of the presents underneath the tree, all of it has a meaning. It has a meaning. And they are going to be normal people that can carry a supernatural assignment. And here's the deal. More than being successful, a parent would rather their kids be purposeful. For us, we've got to model the same thing that we want to have happened in their life. The last thing is this. The last thing is this. We're talking about three truths. The last one is this. Embrace his plan for your life. Embrace his plan. Now, now I know, listen, that's easy to agree to, but, but here's what I want you to see. Is it's not Mary's plan. It's God's plan. And, 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 and I feel like now, come on, listen, we're in a church culture that people want to serve God for what he is going to do for them. That is not how transformation happens. I just need to talk to you a little bit because here's the deal. God interrupted Mary's life. 
interrupted it. Meaning, oh, well, uh, what about Joseph? What about my life? What about my house? What about he, we've already, I've got plans. I don't have time for that. I don't, that's not on my agenda. That's not on my 10-year plan. That's not on my Google Doc. What are you talking about? It's not on my spreadsheet. Listen to what I'm saying. We now have a church culture where people come to church for what God is going to do for them. God, make me, he will, as a byproduct of you saying, yes, God, I am open to embracing your plan. And so here's the deal. If we are really believers, then we will say, you can interrupt my life and respond like Mary when she said, I don't understand and I don't figure out, I can't think about how you're going to do that because I'm not going to sleep with anybody else and I don't know what you're asking me, but I will do it just like you said. I will surrender. I will, this is going to be a bad word. It's like a cuss word. I'm going to say it. Okay, just get ready. Submit my life to him. And I'm stopped going to church for what he's going to do in me and through me. And I want him to interrupt my life and say, okay, I'm going to use you because there is something in you. Come on, somebody. Does this make sense? That doesn't mean that dreams aren't fulfilled. It doesn't mean that God hadn't put something in you. It doesn't mean that there's something moving in you that God wants to unlock. But what it does mean is this. We have to embrace His plan for our life, not our plan, and then try to involve Him in it. That is wrong theology. And if we're not careful, here's what will happen. Humanism will come into the church... And we will be about what God can do for us instead of ever serving what he asked us to do. When we sing songs in our church, there are me songs, he songs, and we songs. And we got to make sure as a body, there are sometimes we need to sing some me songs where it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give out and I'm just going to, like, here's where I'm at and I'm wrecked right now. And then there are we songs. We're like, come on, we're going to come together and we're chanting and we're taking the ground and we're doing, and that's great. But here's the deal. If we ever put me and we before he, then the culture of Christianity will shift unto God, what are you doing for me? Instead of, I am praising you because you're holy. I am praising you because you're mighty. I am praising you because you're first. I am praising you because you're last. And guess what? I give you the right, listen to this, it's going to be hard, to interrupt my life and do in me what would fulfill your kingdom. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.